Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, thanks very much for joining me again today. Great to have you along. Today we're looking at HireVue. HireVue is an industry-leading end-to-end hiring platform which features video interviewing assessments and conversational AI. It's fascinating stuff. And the platform has hosted more than 18 million video interviews and more than 114 million chat-based candidate engagements for over 700 customers around the globe. So really keen to learn more about the business and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Tom Cornell from HireVue. Tom, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Ben. Yeah. And uh, look, we've swapped ends of the of the globe, haven't we? You're, you're originally <laughs> from England, is that right? And where are you now? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I grew up in England, but I've uh, moved out to Sydney about a year and a half ago. Um, so just in time for the, the bushfires, uh, the pandemic, and of course, the recent flooding. Um, so, uh, yeah, apologies to the people of Australia if I was a bad omen. <laughs> the albatross. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, uh, well. Uh, and... It's, Sydney's a wonderful town. I love Sydney. So if you're listening to this, make sure you get there one day when you're allowed to travel again. Um, Tom, you've had a, a fascinating history yourself and the business is fascinating. So why don't we start with your background and we can feed into what Higher View is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, really my professional background has been spent entirely in the uh, psychometrics and assessment space. So uh, I, you know, I did my master's in uh, occupational psychology in London and through that, I uh, kind of secured an internship and then a, a permanent position um, at a company that was really doing end-to-end traditional assessment solutions. So things like you know, situational judgment tests, assessment center design, personality questionnaires, that, that sort of thing. Um, and it's fantastic because it really that was uh, psychometrics 101, uh, really kind of really giving a great grounding in all the different things that are out there, um, how organizations are using them and, and the, the approach to applying and leveraging those. Um, you know, through that, I also started to understand some of the challenges with um, the more traditional approaches, yeah. you know, getting candidates, getting uh, you know, employees to complete, to gather data, or something that would sort of hold things up a little bit. And so I realized that, hey, we you know, maybe there's a better way we can be doing this, something that's a little bit faster, a little more engaging, or, or leveraging I guess, uh, learning from other industries in terms of how they apply them. So that's when I came across a company called Mindex. Um, so Mindex was a London-based startup who were developing, uh, at the time, cognitive uh, game-based assessments. Uh, and so I, I moved to them, and, and that was a really interesting a bit of a jump to, okay, this is something a little bit new. Uh, right. yeah, a few years ago, game-based assessments are really just starting to break onto, um, onto the scene. What exactly are uh, they? What, uh, what are sorry? game-based assessments? Oh, uh, yeah. So game-based assessments, that's really when you're taking the elements of gamification and applying them to kind of test or, or psychometric assessments. So, uh, for example, rather than, say, having you know, 50 questions and you give 50 answers, you might have sort of levels that you progress through. You get a level right and it, it jumps up a few levels, gets a little bit harder for you. You'll get things like you know, maybe a bit of animation. Um, it's a bit more, uh, a little more playful in, in some ways than a traditional questionnaire. 
Um, but having said that, there are really, there's a huge continuum of game-based assessments. You can get some that are really gamified. You might have like a, a storyline or a cartoon characters like relaying a narrative. Um, or the approach we took at Mindex and now at Harvey is a little bit more like what you might expect to see from like a brain training app. You know, there's a bit of color, a bit of animation, but actually the, um, it, it does still feel like, a, like an assessment, like a psychometric test. So, so really, while I was at Mindex doing that, that's when we actually got picked up by Hiveview back in May 2018. So they actually acquired the company, and I, I moved on to, to working with the, the Hiveview team. Uh, and so that kind of, I guess, rounded out my, my journey from, I guess, the uh, more traditional approach to assessments in, onto something actually was combining your game, uh, interview, uh, and sort of chat-based um, technologies into the, the assessment process. So been a really interesting journey kind of moving through those different mediums. I'm a weird beast. I'm an HR nerd and a marketing nerd. I have to ask on the market on the HR side of things. So, what was it like at the acquisition stage? I'm assuming staff are a bit nervous, perhaps <laughs> not sure about the future because I've been through the merger and acquisition and investment process on the HR side of things. So, what was it like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it was um, yeah, actually quite a funny story because I actually uh, I actually had a three week trip to Japan, uh, which happened to coincide <laughs> exactly around the point of the acquisition. Something that you know. Uh, back when we could still travel was booked some months in advance. So that kind of threw a, an extra spanner in the works, having to, to organize things before I went, uh, some of it while I was out there. Um, I, I always look back and chuckle at trying to fill out my sort of new hire forms and ID verification from a internet cafe in Kyoto, <laughs> uh, where all the characters on the, on the keyboard were in Japanese. And oh, wow. you know, one of those things where you really need to put exactly everything in as it appears on your you know, passport or your previous, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, the acquisition itself went pretty smooth, to be honest. We were uh, we were a relatively lean team at Mindex, um, and so um, there, there wasn't too much fear or concern from the, the team who were based there around, hey, actually, is there still going to be a future for us at the company? Uh, and actually, you know, the majority of those individuals do still now do still now work at Harvey. Yeah. Um, so it, it actually was relatively smooth, I think, as far as kind of the M&A world goes. Why did they buy? Well, they, I think they started to really realize that uh, at the time, Harvey's focus was then just on the interview-based assessments. Uh, and actually, the this was creating some barriers because that is, you know, in some ways, can be seen as a little bit of a more limited scope if you're actually only able to focus on kind of one part of that hiring process. You know, most organizations will incorporate some form of you know, cognitive or, or ability testing um, in, the, uh, in the hiring process for, for most of their roles. And so the highest aim really is to, to move away from organizations having to work with point solutions, where it's like, hey, this vendor does this for us, that vendor does that. Yeah. Uh, because it means that your you know, your candidates having to log in here, get different invites, learn the ropes, maybe download different apps, um, and your users on the back end, your your recruiters, your hiring managers, they're having to try and work out how all these different technologies feed to each other. They're having to translate one score into another, and, and so on. True. Yeah. So, so really, what Harvey wanted to achieve, and we're still trying to achieve, is really being able to have that single platform for the candidate to sort of candidate experience and also for the, the user on the back end. Um, so really the, the gamification addition was so that in that single experience, the candidate could complete kind of the, the equivalent of, you know, the, the phone screen, the, the first interview and their psychometric tests in that single, you know, 20 to 30 minute experience. Nice. In one sitting. Exactly. Nice. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, great. Yeah, well, so let's move on to Highview proper. Do you want to describe what the business does and, and the types of businesses that it helps? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, actually really in its um, so most fundamental form, you know, Highview is a technology platform. So, you know, we have a number of different uh, technology-enabled solutions to help clients to uh, our client organizations to engage with the best candidates faster. When we so first started on this journey around 16, 17 years ago, we were the first organization to deliver you know, video interviewing or, or virtual interviewing. Um, at the time, we were physically sending webcams um, to candidates so they could wow. complete a, a video interview. Yeah, you know, fortunately, times have changed a little bit. Um, nowadays, around 40% of candidates complete just on their mobile device. Uh, and with the remaining 60% completing on you know, their desktop or, or their uh, personal laptop computer. Um, so logistically a little bit more manageable than um, <laughs> sort of shipping webcams around the world. I was thinking of going for uh, a job was... there so I could get a free webcam. I need a new one. So that's... Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, sure webcams are... I'm not sure those, hard, uh, those simple webcams really still exist nowadays. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating to think the, the logistical nightmare that, that must have been yeah. at the time. Um, and this was fantastic because you know, really it helped organizations to, to cast a wider sort of net in terms of the talent pool they were looking at. They could interview candidates in you know, at a time kind of really in different states. Obviously, we're primarily a US business based out of Utah. Uh, but the, this actually then created other challenges for, for organizations. They said, well, hey, we actually now have a, a larger haystack in which to find our needle. You know, we, we've got a wider pool of, of talent, but we still need to work out who, who the right people are to be speaking to. Yeah. And so that's why around six years ago, we started to incorporate assessments um, into the platform. So you know, from a candidate perspective, it's still very much a, a, a familiar experience, completing kind of that video interview, but actually we have that assessment technology in the background, which is um, helping uh, the recruiters make a more efficient and more informed decision uh, about whether or not to progress, um, to progress those candidates. I guess kind of most recently, uh, the most recent addition we had to the platform was uh, what we call hiring assistant. So that was through an acquisition of a company called Alio uh, last year. Uh And this is really a a conversational chatbot. So allowing us to really have more touch points with the candidates uh, throughout the hiring process. This can be uh, embedded as a a chat window on the company's uh, careers page. It can reach out to candidates via text, email, or, or WhatsApp. So, again, just kind of tying the whole experience together by having that uh, conversational AI working with the candidate throughout the process and really keeping them engaged um, and relevant information at different stages of the process. That's great. And and what are the kinds of companies that you work with as as customers? Yeah. So we, in terms of industry, we, we're really covering all, all these different industries. There's no particular sort of singular area that really we're customers approaching us from. You know, the majority of our customers, I say, are more on the enterprise sort of level. Uh, I think that you know, one of the um, key advantages that, that Harvey has is that we are we have been in the business for a long time. So the the platform is you know, very mature. So in terms of things like um, sort of uh, data security and privacy certifications. Um, you know, we, are, we are FedRAMP authorized, so we do work with the US federal government, which is quite a high standard that you have to meet uh, around things like security and, and, and downtime in order to support that. Um, so it tends to be where we have organizations coming to us with real high volume um, challenges. Actually, that they're looking for a platform that's going to be able to support and manage the, the volume of um, applications that they are, they are dealing with. 
Very good. And so all, all sizes, there's no particular headcount. It's not necessarily large corporates or small or is any particular focus? No, be- no, and because really what it, it varies, it, it tends to vary what the, the customer might be using. So assessment technology tends to be more suited for that kind of enterprise or um, kind of large size organization. That being said, we do still have a we still have plenty of, of small corporates who do actually utilize our technology, but they may be more just leveraging the video interview, um, the video interviewing software, um, because of course actually the the process to um, so build out the assessment technology, you want to really be focusing on an area where actually you're dealing with, I guess, enough candidates to see a, a good return on investment um, on, uh, on actually setting that up. So you know, we tend to focus more on the assessments on the more enterprise side, but we do have small organizations using us more for the video interviewing technology. Great. And in terms of the platform technology itself, I noticed on the site there was a, a focus uh, on an important issue when it comes to candidate assessment, and that's the whole issue of bias and uh, discrimination. And there was mm-hmm. a section on the site that was talking about how uh, how HireVue works to prevent and mitigate bias in assessments algorithms, which is a, it's a fascinating area, but it's not really discussed much these days. And is that a big issue within the business that you guys are trying to keep it uh, mm-hmm. as, I don't know, best possible platform that can, it can be in, in all facets? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a lot of conversation nowadays really around kind of algorithmic bias. Um, you know, I think when algorithms first exploded onto the market, um, or at least people became more aware of them, there was a lot of talk around how they can help reduce bias because you know, it's not just a single human making a decision. And as we know, single humans have their own cognitive biases, their presumptions, their prejudices, and that, that can kind of play into that decision-making. Uh, but actually, uh, there's been a lot of talk around how well, yeah, okay, that might be the case. But actually, uh, algorithms do run the risk of having human bias kind of mm. baked into them. And then actually, you're systematically applying the same bias when you apply that algorithm. Is that the so really uh, organization? So, so go uh, ahead. I was going to, oh, sorry, I think your microphone's rustling again. Um, I was going to say, uh, was that the Amazon algorithm issue that popped up once, if I recall, where it was the algorithm was was taking into account data that led back to colleges and then mm-hmm. female-based colleges to the extent where if someone went to a particular college, they wouldn't get through the the algorithm selection process on the grounds mm-hmm. that they were female. But it was fascinating that they hadn't worked that out, or it wasn't a human-based decision, but it was our algorithmic issues. Yeah, correct. So Amazon was a, was a pretty good high-profile case. And, and there have been others you know, talking about things like uh, organizations who have sort of automated credit card applications and actually kind of two people applying from the same household, the, uh, the, the male versus the female, actually the female will be offered a lower credit limit or might not actually even get through. Um, and that's because exactly that, they, the algorithm had, had bias baked into it. Um, and so really, you, know, you have to be really careful and really thoughtful whenever you are trying to incorporate AI or algorithmic learning into your into what you're doing. Uh, I think a lot of the errors that companies sometimes can make is by not actually making sure that the data going in is is really appropriate and actually really useful and is um, really going to lead to, to good outcomes. You know, we often hear people say, well, rubbish in, rubbish out. You can't untrain bad data. Um, and so that's why it's really important to work with a kind of cross-functional team of individuals. So you want your data scientists to absolutely can 
apply you know the state-of-the-art modeling techniques to understand the data but then you really need the people who actually understand what data means um, and you know what should we be including in that um, so you know working with industrial organizational psychologists um, behavioral scientists who can actually vet a data set and say okay this is data we should be feeding in this isn't data we should be feeding in so things that might indicate if someone is male or female of a certain ethnicity, of a certain age, and so on. You really need to make sure that you're kind of cleaning your data set um, before you're kind of letting the uh, letting the AI work out um, work out what it can what it can use best. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of organisations have made. And I'm hoping that organisations are are really starting to to learn from that. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it, yeah, that's that's certainly the approach we take. Um, we have a sort of multidisciplinary team here. Um, we do partner with a number of, um, sort of organizations and professional bodies that really look to support of diverse candidates, whether that's to do with things like disability or, or, or diverse individuals, just to really make sure that uh, you know, the assessment technology we're applying is really doing right by the candidate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So maybe some of that answer feeds into my next question, which is around how do you position the business in the market? Because there's always competition for all sorts of products and services. How do you guys position yourselves in the industry, in the market? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, as you say, a lot of it really ties back to that, um, being able to provide not just a point solution, but more of an end-to-end -end solution for, for the organization. Um, you know, being able to compress that multi-step multi-vendor process for a candidate into a single streamlined experience you know the, the benefit that brings from a candidate experience perspective but also for looking at things like process um, efficiency and reducing that time to fill reducing recru recruiter workload um, you know as they're having to review candidates each step and decide whether to move them on or not and um, that's really a huge area where organizations come to us um, sort of with challenges in it and the value that we're able to add. We we talk about trying to avoid kind of that candidate black hole where you, know, you hit apply and you've got to wait for a few days before you get moved on to the next step and you wait a few days more to move on to the next step. And there are parts of that process that you, know, you are able to automate. Um, there's certainly parts of that process that a human decision absolutely needs to be made. You want human eyes on there to make the final call. But actually, there are certain things where it's a black or white, yes or no, that's what we need, and you can move forward. And we're able to avoid quite a lot of that. I think also focusing on really the kind of the science behind what we do and what it is we're focusing on. So, you know, focusing on things like you know, cognitive ability assessments, um, structured competency based video interviewing. You know, the structured interview, cognitive ability tests, you know, these are really things that have been shown to be excellent predictors of performance. So, so rather than trying to, I guess, follow the latest buzzword and say, well, it's what people think they want to assess, but actually there's really much evidence it works. We're kind of sticking to the, I guess, the traditional roots a little bit in that sense and saying, hey, these are the tried and tested things that have been shown to predict performance. That's what we're going to focus on because that's going to give you the highest likelihood of finding those high quality candidates. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And now I know you're not the marketing guru in there, but what's your advice or perspective on how Hireview attracts new customers and perhaps any advice for others? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, we obviously we have, we have been in the business for quite some time. And I do think a lot of 
organizations do value the experience that we can bring from that um, yeah. so that we actually have been able to really shape the platform over time um, based on the learnings of the different organizations and the different um, kind of the different industries that we have worked with. And I think a lot of it really comes around to, as I said, making sure that there's transparency about what you do and you're talking, um, I guess, about, I guess, not, not kind of to your, your, your different features, but you really about the value that it brings and actually the value that can bring to organizations, because that's what the HR and TA professionals are thinking. They're thinking, well, hey, actually, I've just been told I need to hire you know, 100 candidates in, in 30 days. I can't do that you know, with my current resource, my current team, and my current um, uh, kind of the current funding that I have. Uh, and so that's when they actually start to look and say, hey, actually, who can help me to solve this problem? You know, who actually out there has a value proposition that um, is really going to help me, me fix this? Um, so I think really you know, making clear what the value is that Hireview can bring to you know, the, the customers that we partner with, um, I think is really, really kind of that key thing for us. Yeah. Uh, we saw we kind of saw the outcome of that during um, uh, you know, during kind of the COVID crisis. Uh, we had you know, organisations sort of coming directly to us and saying, "Hey, you know, our, our offshore contact centre um, just basically got shut down because they've all been told they have to stay at home for the next you know, three months. Um, they don't have computers at home, so they can't actually work at all. We need to hire thousands of people like overnight. Um, we understand this is something you're very good at, and you can help us with." Um, so that's um, that's something that really has been quite effective and worked really well for us. Absolutely. And I know you guys have sort of been framing that from a content marketing perspective on the website. You've got a ton of content in terms of blog posts on the various topics, the hiring process, uh, and mm-hmm. you've really gone to town, certainly on the uh, the case studies as well. So that, I, I guess, feeds into that transparency thing that you were talking about. We sort of demonstrated mm-hmm. the the learnings from across industries and use cases and so on. So I think people always find that helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we do work with around 800 um, uh, different customers across the globe. So, you know, it's very rare that someone comes to us with a, a use case that is totally new and, and unseen. We're, we're always able to leverage some learnings, demonstrate some values we've been able to, to kind of prove elsewhere with a, a kind of a similar client. Um, and I think that's exactly something that, that customers or prospective customers um, do really value. Nice. Yep. So we've been through so much change, haven't we? But what do you think the future holds for HR and the world of and the world of work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think. Um, yeah. I, I guess in more the uh, more of the immediate, term, I do think that a lot of the, sh- the shift and the change we've seen from COVID is is obviously going to be hanging around. Um, I don't want to talk about whether we're going back into the office or not, because I know that that's kind of, I think everyone's had fatigue about that conversation already. Um, but yeah, we, we actually have just uh, sort of recently released our, our global um, so hiring research report. We kind of interviewed a number of hiring leaders from uh, kind of the US, UK, and Australia. Uh, and yeah, for a lot of these organizations, that um, kind of virtual approach to hiring really is, is kind of here to stay. Um, we did find that in Australia, around 45% of respondents had said that they would be moved to a combined sort of in-person and virtual um, so hiring process, whereas around uh, 20% said that actually they would be doing a solely uh, sort of solely video or, or virtual interviewing. Um, so a lot of organisations who kind of made that shift to uh, virtual due to COVID 
actually uh, have been able to see, well, we're getting a more efficient process, we're getting better quality candidates, we're getting a more diverse talent pool. So, so I do certainly think in the, the immediate term, kind of some of the impact of that is going to be this, this kind of virtual element is, is going to retain. Um, and I think just more longer term, and I think it, it, there is this um, kind of almost growing sense of inevitability that the prevalence of technology and um, because the impact that tech solutions are going to have is, is only going to continue to grow. You know, I, I personally think that we're going to start seeing uh, a lot more technology speaking to one another. And so, you know, by that, I mean, you know, kind okay. of a high view with it. What we're trying to do is have, you know, chatbot and interviewing game base all kind of talking to each other. But I'm, I'm kind of thinking beyond that as well. You know, actually when the employee actually then is in the organization, things like performance management system, you know, your, your reward system, when the employee actually, person actually leaves the company, I think seeing things tracking across the entire, not sort of candidate life cycle, but actually the entire kind of person's life cycle. When, when, they, when they go from being a job seeker to being a candidate, to being an employee, to being an ex-employee, I think we're going to start learning a lot more about the different lived experiences of, of people um, and particularly the, the different lived experiences of people from different you know, groups and, and diverse backgrounds. I think that's really going to start um, uncovering um, kind of what the world of work is really like. Absolutely. Well, I've, I think you guys have an amazing story and it seems to be growing faster and faster and the acquisitions continue and I'm sure will develop even further. So thank you very much for sharing all that. If someone is listening to this and either wants to become a customer, wants to refer because they're, they're a client, uh, they're a consultant and want to refer clients or just someone wants to learn more about the business, what should they do next? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you say, we, we have so much um, material online. We have our blogs, we have a number of white papers. Um, so we absolutely would advise taking a look there because I'm, I'm confident that when you start to see some of the, the value we've been able to add to different customers, that something there will definitely be resonating with you, whether it's around enhancing the process, reducing your time to fill, you know, saving time for your recruiters to focus on other activities, or whether actually you are looking for a more you know, diverse talent pool, uh, a higher quality of candidate. You know, these are all things that we are helping customers around the world with. Uh, and so I'm sure that that's the sort of thing that will definitely resonate with a lot of um, a lot of individuals who are listening. Brilliant. And for someone listening on the go, what exactly is the website address? Uh, so that would just be www.highview.com. Highview.com, so H-I-R-E-V-U-E.com. Correct, yeah. Perfect. So, um, well, Tom, you thank you very much for sharing your insights and telling us about the high view and the story that's going on there. So you guys are doing a great job. So thank you very much for that. And in the meantime, enjoy my beautiful country, won't you? <laughs> I will do, Ben. Thanks very much. <laughs> thank you, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.